Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. Listen, so we, um, as a little look behind the curtain, we do this like really cool thing, uh, or I should say Vimeo does this really cool thing <laughs> where um, uh, they're like, if it ever doesn't work, the platform itself needs to take a break, a five minute break. And we're like, the platform, which is just numbers in space, needs to take a break as if it was an animal or person. So, um, uh, but no, it needs like five minutes to re-up the cash. And so anyways, uh, we appreciate your patience with that online community. um, And we're so glad that you are joining us. So our reading today was from the book of James. James, as tradition says, was the brother of Jesus. Imagine, by the way, if any of you have any like sibling rivalries going on, imagine being the brother of Jesus. No honor roll is going to compare with being the savior of all nations. So yeah, so there was uh, the brother of Jesus who uh, witnessed all of Jesus's ministry and was a a significant figure in the um, life of the early church. He was the, um, uh, some traditions say he was elected the first bishop of like church. He was like the first guy. And and, uh, his little moniker was James the Just. How hot is that? Oh my gosh. Imagine being so just that people in history call you James the Just. Right now, at best, I'm like Tyler the Spastic or like colorful. I don't know. Like (laughs) his hips don't lie, etc. So like the whole point is that James was so convicted, so committed to bringing about a more just world in the name of God that uh, he was called James the Just. And throughout the book of James, he was significantly influenced by Sermon on the Mount, which is like, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the, you know, like it's like the big like power dynamic shift things. We saw some of that today in our reading, talking about the wealthy being lowly and the poor being high. That's all very Sermon on the Mount-esque. And he's also deeply influenced by Proverbs, um, Proverbs, uh, we did a sermon series on Proverbs uh, a couple of series ago, um, where like Proverbs is all about wisdom and little like nuggets of wisdom for you to take with you and live your life. And so James, who would have, you know, growing up with Jesus, both Jesus and James would have grown up um, having heard Proverbs before, was deeply influenced by this and wrote um, kind of a letter to the church, but it's not a letter like Paul's letters for you Bible geeks. It wasn't, um, it was, it's not like directed towards particular issues, but rather it's a letter that's trying to teach how to live your life in a more general and broad way, how to be wise. James cares about how to be wise. And we saw evidence of that in James 1. Did you catch this? All the times that he said wisdom. All of this is kind of like floating back to uh, this concept of Proverbs, this concept of like, you were created to live a wise life. And one of the ways that we can translate wise is to live a whole life or a life of integrity. It's uh, uh, Proverbs and, and this whole stream of thought really cares about alignment. So it's like, 
what God is desiring for your life, what you intend to do, and then what you actually do are all things that, that they're really trying to line up. I don't know if there's anyone this week who tried to do something that they didn't actually do. Woo! Uh, but uh, but, um, but we're, uh, there's no shame in it. We're just saying, we're just saying, like, uh, through your spiritual practice, there might be a way for you to line up some of those things, not in a self-flagellating, shame-based way, but in like a holistic, growing, growth kind of way. Like there's, a, there's an abundance within you that allows that alignment to happen. And uh, the reason why we must talk about wisdom in this Love Note sermon series is because today we are talking about dating. Ooh, la, la. Um, so dating is uh, um, something that is interestingly like a whole lifespan thing for, for folks. There are folks in our community who are, who are dating um, because they are uh, a young person in their teens and they're just kind of figuring some things out. God bless. There are some folks who are like uh, dating because it's like, whoa, so I got out of college and like now my social circumstances aren't like set up for me <laughs> and now I don't know what to do. And so they're like dating. Um, and then there's also plenty of folks in later stages of life who, uh, for whatever reason, find themselves wanting to date. Maybe they came out of the closet and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to start a new thing. Maybe they are, um, uh, their spouse uh, died and they, and they would like to date again. Or maybe it's just, uh, it's just time for them. This is all uh, legitimate reasons. And if, if you find yourself dating or in a relationship, you know, a friendship with someone who is dating, like all of those are valid and good things. I should have also mentioned that um, last week, John Carlos talked about singleness. And at New City Church, we also fully validate singleness as a valid, uh, amen, as a valid option for like being a human. And so like, if you are like, I'm single and I'm just gonna be single, like hallelujah, you know who was single? Jesus, and it worked out for him. So like, we, <laughs> or it <laughs> There was one moment where it definitely didn't work out for him, but it all kind of it all kind of came came together. It was the crucifixion. So the point is that uh, <laughs> that part was hard for Jesus. Other parts easier. So um, yeah, but crucifixion was you know it all it all worked out. So um, uh, so we would just want to name, and there are also asexual people in our community. There are aromantic people in our community who are like. Like uh, other types of relationships are the fullness of my life. Like they are the fulfillment, and friendships are great, and community is great. Hallelujah! Like I love that. Um, and there's a significant part of our community that is like in the realm where they are like single, and they would like to not be single. And you know, <laughs> okay, so we have hands going up, and <laughs> for those of us in the live stream. Those of you joining us online, we have volunteers. Uh, if any of you need a tribute, uh, we, have, we have options here. So, um, um, so this, is, this is kind of about that. And I just want to name that um, for the folks who are, uh, whether or you're asexual and not interested in dating, whether you're uh, partnered, I should say whether you're asexual, aromantic, and not interested in dating, or if you're... Um, partnered or if you're uh, what if you're not currently dating I just want to name that this sermon still 
speaks about an important theme that applies to all of our life throughout our entire life because dating is discernment. Dating is like how you discern something and as it turns out, God never stops sending things to discern over throughout your whole life. Yay, 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 yay. Um, I love it when um, people in New City Church resource each other or reach out to me or to staff because they're discerning something. And by discerning, by the way, I mean discernment is when you reach out for God's wisdom to make a decision. So if you're like facing a hard decision, there's a couple different options and you're not sure which one to go through, when I say discernment, I mean that you're trying to like figure out what wisdom looks like in this situation. Does that make sense? Another way to say this is, um, in the words of Howard Thurman, is you're listening for the sound of the genuine. As in, like, there's like a genuine uh, sound within you that's like the, the Holy Spirit, and that genuineness is like guiding you towards a deeper sense of being yourself. The closer you get to God, the closer you get to becoming your true self. And uh, so we have this quote, uh, there is something in every one of you that waits and listens for the sound of the genuine in yourself. It is the only true guide you will ever have. And if you cannot hear it, you will all of your life spend your days on the ends of strings that somebody else pulls. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So this is kind of a big deal uh, because we're, you only have one life. And we're talking about how are you gonna go about stewarding this one life? How will, how will you uh, uh, find the coordinates to be able to navigate this life? You know, Howard Thurman, um, which by the way, I know that in the past I've dragged a lot of Enneagram fours. Howard Thurman, probably a four, and like led the spiritual imagination for the civil rights movement. So I'm just, I'm just naming, there's, there's a lot there. If you're new to the Enneagram, uh, don't sweat it. Uh, we'll talk about it later. It's good. We have, we have Enneagram practitioners here who can help type. Um, so uh, I, another way to say this is that you, uh, um, you find God's wisdom or you become someone else's fool is kind of the, of the options that you have. Like you, you kind of like discern deep into finding the sound of the genuine within you, the Holy Spirit, the wisdom of the, the creator who made you, or you will fall prey to someone else's agenda. Um, because as it turns out, there are folks in your world who want things from you, whether or not you want to give those things. There are, there are folks who want you to work in ways that you might not be called to work or who, who want to uh, monopolize your time in ways that you might not be called to let them take your time. People who are vampires to your energy in ways that you are not called to yield that energy. And unless you find the anchor of wisdom within yourself, you'll always be kind of just like the scripture said, tossed to and fro by the desires of other people. And truly, like one of the fruits of the spirit, one of the signs that you're progressing in your spiritual practice is when you're able to anchor yourself with a, a, a constant understanding of who you are in the imagination of God. Amen, amen. Um, so, so the, the thing about James is that good dating advice 
is good discernment advice, and James has it. <laughs> like, whether you are looking for uh, advice on, like, okay, so uh, when I go on the state, like, how am I called to show up to this? Or if you're just trying to make any decision in your life, James has some things to say about how to discover wisdom. And in fact, a lot of people at New City who are new to church or new to Christianity, hello, by the way, um, uh, thanks for checking us out. Um, a lot of people who are new to this like to read James as the first uh, part of the Bible that they ever read. Um, James is extremely accessible and action-oriented because it's all about discovering wisdom. And so here are three pieces of advice that uh, we heard in this past reading that uh, was about dating and also about discernment. Um, number one, sometimes your obstacles are meant to build your endurance. Ah! Did you hear that, that part of the reading that was like, I, whenever you are facing a trial, count it as joy? Ah, uh, James! That's not American. <laughs> but, but I want it to be easy. Just give me instant gratification. Like, why, are, why do things have to be hard when they can be easy? Uh, like, our whole, the whole American mind, and by the way, there are folks in this room and on our live stream who are not American, so uh, uh, you can either laugh at us or laugh with us if, if this lines up with you. But it's like our whole economic imagination is like, we're going to extract money from you in order to make your life easier. But the mechanism of, or like the, the economic infrastructure that is making your life hard in the first place is the same thing that you have to now pay to make it easy <laughs> to be, you know, where it's like, we're going to, we're gonna um, make you pay, okay, right? Uh, so it's like, we're gonna, we're gonna make you pay because of the burden that we are putting on your life, and then you're gonna pay us to take off that burden. <laughs> like, what? This is, uh, this is late stage capitalism, y'all. And, uh, and so, um, um, so James it talks about this, this trial and, uh, and facing, a, a, our, facing our trials in a way that is completely different from the American mindset. And instead of this kind of drive for instant gratification, it's like, maybe this is an opportunity for you to build up some endurance. Maybe this is a chance for you to like, continue to practice getting on the horse that you were just kicked off of, and to try to like get some like spiritual fortitude in that. Now I wanna be super clear that when we're talking about obstacles, we're not talking about abuse. If you are in an abusive situation, it's a great time to leave that situation any old time. Hallelujah, we bless the Lord. No, 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 we're just talking about obstacles, meaning like when there's like friction or drag. Because whenever you are encountering something that is kind of pushing back at you, it's giving you an opportunity to decide within yourself how much you actually want something. And so like, and it's, and it's allowing you to clarify what exactly it is you want. And so when you're dating, a lot of times people, I listen, I, I give a lot of pastoral care to people who are in their dating stage of life and they're like, um, I just wish that I could find the right person. I just wish that I could get out of this place. I just hate being in this dating stage. And it's like, you wanna hear the sourest, bitterest, gruel soup piece of advice that James has for you? Maybe 
the fact that it's hard is building in something, something in you that will be a blessing later. Maybe dating is really hard and it's helping you clarify what it is exactly you're looking for. Maybe if you found the right person right away, you wouldn't even be able to recognize them because you don't have clarity within yourself. Maybe uh, dating in itself can be enjoyable and just like meeting new people and <laughs> I'm getting some, some big looks, uh, meeting some new people. Like, <laughs> listen, maybe there's something to, um, maybe there's wisdom to be gleaned from a, a stage of, of trying really hard. And listen, I am saying this as someone who has spent many years in seasons of dating not wanting to be dating, okay? <laughs> like, uh, gosh, you know, I, I'm one of those that um, I was in the closet until I graduated from high school and then I went to college and um, I kind of had this idea like, day one, freshman year, I'm just gonna start out of the closet and then it'll just be like, just like a line down the block of men who are ready to date. <laughs> It didn't go that way. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't go that way. As it turns out, um, there's like other factors involved than simply desiring to date someone. I sure wish I had the Believer app, which is a, a queer uh, dating app for Christians. But no, it, it's more like um, it's it was more like a, a, a season where I was learning a lot about myself. And the process of going on dates with people and searching for things allowed me to kind of like construct a sense of self that if dating was super easy, I wouldn't have had the chance to do, you know, I traveled abroad, like uh, I studied, I lived in Ecuador, I lived in Israel, Palestine, I was uh, working on farms, I was doing all these things. Um, in part because I had a lot of, like, I'm single energy <laughs> that kind of, like, propelled me out into the world. Maybe there's a gay person in Ecuador. Nope. Okay, let's try Israel. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Okay, just, okay, cool, 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 cool. I got to walk where Jesus is, at least. Um, and I just remember one, uh, one time I was uh, at Boston University, and I was walking along the Charles River, and it was nighttime, and, um, you know, the Charles River has, like, uh, a park on either side of it. And so there are these lights, and they kind of reflect off of the water. And you, so you can kind of imagine the waves and the, the lights sparkling on it. And um, it was pretty empty, like, you know, every once in a while a person, but um, pretty sparse. And so I, I went out onto this gym, onto this dock, and, uh, and I asked God, like, God, like, please, please, please give me a boyfriend. Like, please, I am being, like, as direct and assertive as I can. Like, please give this to me. Like, end this season of, uh, of pain and suffering. Like, I, I think it's almost cruel, God, that you made me to want to be in relationship with someone, but then you're not providing someone to be in a relationship with. Like, what the heck? And I was just kind of, like, doing that lamenting thing of just, like, please, I'm begging you, please. And um, it started to, to drizzle. And uh, so you're imagining like the river is in front and there's lights and the drizzle is like creating these like uh, concentric circles that are starting to like kind of ebb and flow into each other. And the river is flowing. 
And all of a sudden, like, I am like having an out of body experience um, where, where I'm encountering God in the river and in these circles and in the light and in a connection to a God who I am dearly reaching out toward. But unlike kind of the feel good Christianity that gets preached where it's like, and then I heard a message from God that was like, this is why it's okay for you to be dating. Or here's my answer. Or here's the number of an available gentleman. Like, (laughs) it definitely wasn't that one. Um, The message that I received in kind of this moment was, um, be still and know that I'm God. And I just thought that was such um, a non-binary answer for God to my question. Like I was kind of asking a yes or no question and God was responding with peace. Like the answer isn't yes or no. The answer is I'm God, I'm big, I'm peace. And uh, like that's one of the dearest spiritual encounters that I have ever had in my life. Uh, Some of the closest that I felt to God. And if uh, dating was easy for me, then I wouldn't have had one of the most significant spiritual encounters that I've ever had in my life. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I think that there's something deep to that, that's growing in you when you're making hard decisions. I think the fact that it's hard is kind of like, do you ever, um, do you ever hear about tall grasses? Do you know that like tall grasses are like a foot tall, but then their roots go down for like, it's like a half mile or something. Like it's like 20 feet. It's an amazing, which is not a half mile, but it's like, it's like an incredible distance. Numbers are the most boring shape. Don't cut, don't add me. So, um, so like, it's like these roots go down 20 feet. And do you know why those roots go down so deep? Because they're trying to reach the nutrition and, um, and water that is available to them even when it gets really hot in the prairies. And so it's like those roots don't go deep just because. They're going deep because they uh, are reaching out for something that they wouldn't have access to if they had shallow roots. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Like some, It's not like uh, they're, they're like, well, I'll just expend all of this energy and push through dirt and mud and clay and sometimes rocks to try to get these deep roots. It's like, I need the deep roots to be able to get what I'm looking for. And sometimes when God is putting trials, God, I don't believe that God puts trials in your life, but sometimes God responds to those trials by saying, maybe it's time to get some deeper roots. And that you're like, the thing that you're looking for is actually in like a deeper sense of self. This is the joy that we get from uh, facing these trials, from having deferred gra- uh, gratification, because God is inviting us into a deeper sense of self. The second uh, piece of advice is, head knowing is wobbly and soul knowing is solid. So this is just some, some dating advice, because uh, I know that one, uh, one of the things that people like to do, and, and this is a helpful exercise, is just to make a checklist of like, some of the things that you're looking for in a partner, like, the, you know, I'm, I'm looking for someone who um, uh, enjoys travel, or I'm looking for someone who uh, uh, has a similar sleep schedule as I am. <laughs> that's, that's the dating life of a 30-year-old plus, is what it's like. Uh, I like someone who can, like, wake up around the same time. Um, but 
sometimes you meet people who check all the boxes, but there's not like a connection or there's not like a chemistry. And so like your head is like, well, but all the boxes are checked. So like maybe this will work. Maybe this is okay. I don't know. And like your, your body, your soul like knows deep things that, that your head can't grasp yet. And so like, like try to discern until you have, like James was saying, that kind of ability to be so grounded in God that you're not tossed to and fro. Like try to really deeply know and I know that um, that doesn't mean that big decisions will ever not be scary. You know, like I don't know hardly anyone who <laughs> um, has uh, committed to buying a car or a house or move or marriage that hasn't been a little freaked out by it. But it's more like the fear is superficial, but the knowing is deep. Like that's kind of what we're, we're trying to strive for. And, and lastly, just as a real uh, reality check, beauty and wealth are going to dry up. Like James is, was pretty clear. <laughs> like if you're making your decisions based off of things that will disappoint you, you will become disappointed. <laughs> like like I, I totally believe in, um, you know, dating and having a physical connection and, and attraction is an important part of that and stuff. But know that eventually at some point in our lives, if allowed to live that long, like all of us are gonna not be hot at some point. Like it's just, it's just kind of like an inevitable thing. It's just gonna be a thing. And then you're gonna be left with a person that you're like, oh, <laughs> you know? So like, like try to search for something that is deeper than the things that we know are going to go away. And you know, in the Christian imagination, it's like life is eternal. So like try to tap into something that is like, deep and abiding and joyful despite circumstances like it's it's kind of a deep um a deep concern i know that in all of this and especially in the book of james there can be a lot of pressure energy that's kind of like i kind of feel like i'm doing it right or wrong or me you know what if i do care about beauty and wealth or maybe i I'm always kind of a wobbly knower, or I know that um, these are obstacles, but I do want to get rid of them. And maybe my last note is just a reminder to have fun. Um, there, there is no sooner way to discover wisdom than to play and have fun. So uh, I invite you to, as you're dating, like just know that like if, if, <laughs> if this date is a complete bomb, then you can like, uh, I encounter a God who meets you at a river. If, if something was going pretty well for a couple months and then it kind of fell apart, like there is something for you to learn in that and something for you to share in community. And maybe, just maybe, dating can be in itself kind of fun. Amen? Amen. Amen.